0: Good morning. It's Sunday morning. It's time to get up out them beds and hear a word from the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hey, can you shut that door? My lighting is off, please. good morning good morning good morning not that door bae the bedroom door you're right i wasn't sorry (laughs) but you didn't shut the bedroom door though (laughs) i know y'all like honey give him a moment listen i have learned that when i pull this door up as you know in the back of me and then both of my bedroom door and the laundry door is shut it gives me more lighting it's weird i don't i don't know i don't i can't even i can't even explain it it's just a word like that but i need y'all to come on in because i i am not going to be here long whatsoever i am not i am not going to be here long at all so i need y'all to Come on in. One of these lights. Well, oh, you know what? Because it's been moved. It's okay. All right. So let me not stay focused on that because that's what it wants me to do. Stay focused on that. Let me go ahead. Y'all come on in. Y'all come on in um, while this word is going forth. And so um, I need y'all to come on in. I need y'all to come on in. happened to my music? What happened to the music? Oh, Oh, Jesus, Lord, help me. (laughs) Right. Like, what's really going on here? I'm like, what happened to the music? Y'all come on in. It's uh eight thirty-two. I got three minutes and I'm starting. Y'all come on in. Y'all come on in. I know, like, the expression on her face is just priceless. Well, I'm just saying. Listen, this message is going to bless you hear what i am saying you can't help me help me listen you can't help me help me i'm gonna i'm gonna help you i know some of you are like okay that doesn't make sense oh but it does and so i need y'all to come up with good morning providence jenny thank you thank you Listen, I'm really trying to get used to it. I just i'm trying, you know it's like a wet and wavy, and you try to keep it wet so it's wavy and then when it starts drying out, it's like and I'm just like uh, I' don't like that part, but y'all come on, listen, if y'all just bear with me i I promise you this message this morning is gonna bless you and you know i heard I heard a word on this morning um I was led by the Holy Spirit to go listen to someone on this morning, and so I promise y'all, the size of my mouth is not dry. I don't know what that is. But anyway, so listen the woman of God spoke a word unto me and my husband. um, And it started out with the Lord speaking to her to me concerning some things that I pray about every day. Like there is one particular prayer that I pray about every day. And it's not that I don't hear God and it's not that I don't believe God, but sometimes some people will make you feel like you're not doing the work that he has called you to do. Sometimes people will make you feel like you don't know what you're talking about. Sometimes people will make you feel like, um, or you can be right, but their pride won't let you say, you know, you was giving me the word of God and, you know, and I didn't do whatever that it was that I was supposed to do. And, you know, some things went left and, and it did. It went here. It went there. And so some people would tend to just, you know, hold on to pride. And so, you know, I woke up this morning with that in my spirit. And so I put it on our marriage page, our marriage wall and uncut page, because, you know, we're trying to build this. We're trying to build. We're trying to build the ministry of marriages. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're trying to build the ministries of marriages by divorce is not an option by God, but a choice by man. And we have to understand that God never intended for the man or the wife, the man or the woman, or the husband and wife to be divorced. That was not his original plan. That was not his original intent. But in reality, we marry outside the will of God and we'll fall back on, well, I thought it was the Lord, or well, I must have missed God. And at the end of the day, what we have to realize is, no, we didn't miss God, and no, we did hear from God. But because um, of the wife or the husband is extremely doing the ultimate most, or they're not saved as they portrayed it to be or they're not able to get it together in a time span that they thought they had and they looked up and oh my god here i am i'm married and now my whole mask has came off My, my whole character has been seen my whole integrity has been questioned and now instead of me just saying you know, I'm sorry and that I did everything that I did because I just wanted to be with you. But yeah, there I have some flaws, I have some issues. You know, I have some struggles. And so now we know now we now know the truth of our wife or we now know the truth of our husband. We don't want to endure we don't want to endure. We don't want to persevere. We we think that the grass is greener on the other side, but we don't see those hidden brown patches. I, don't to see, I, don't to I, I listen. I, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to give you what thus say of the Lord. But so many times it's pride that that fills our heart with anger and bitter and resentment and and and, 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 and disgust and discord and division. Now we can't even see straight we can't even think right we can't even speak godly wisdom at all and now we're looking at ourselves like oh my god what just happened this is not the person that i married this is not the person that i fell in love with this is somebody that i don't even know i don't even know who they are i don't know what they got going on but god i need you to pull me up out of this and god is saying no 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 mm, lord have mercy god is saying no 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 I I send him to you. No, no, no. I send her to you because there's something inside of you that I need you to use for them. There's something that you have that they need. And so many times people don't want to receive it. And no, this is not, listen, I, I hear it in the spirit. No, this is not a marriage message. This is a full message to everybody in every situation. So when I'm saying, listen, you can't help me, help me. We've got to learn how to reach out for help from those who can actually help us. But what's happening is if leaders are not doing what they're supposed to be doing, if leaders are not speaking the true word of God, and they're speaking, they're using a God for your situation. I mean, they're using a word of God for your situation, but they're not using the word of God for God's circumstances concerning the word of God. And they're pacifying you. They're they stroking your ego. they they they're being too nice. Oh no, you're not doing anything wrong you're just fine they need to get it together instead of saying listen don't worry about what they got going on over there you get yourself together you put yourself in a place with the lord you read the word you fast and pray you hide yourself so far down in the lord in the word of god that what they do won't even affect you it won't even affect you it won't even infect you it won't even bother you It won't even upset you. Yes, you'll become angry. Yes, you're going to want to cuss them out. Yes, you're going to want to bust them upside the head. Yes, you're going to want to leave. Yes, you're going to want to do so many things that that your flesh wants to do. But you need that type of spirit that when you have a heart, that your heart won't do what your flesh wants. Your heart won't do what your flesh wants. That's the key, that's the point. You have to recognize where you are, you have to recognize what you're doing. You have to recognize how you're treating them because they're not perfect, you have to recognize how you're speaking to them because they're not perfect, you have to recognize how you're how you're acting towards them because they're not perfect. They're no longer buying you those gifts. They're no longer giving you that time and attention. They're no longer helping you. They're now hurting you. So what does your flesh do? What does your flesh want? To retaliate. So your pride begins puffed up. Now we no longer wanna love. Now we no longer wanna go. Now we no longer wanna do. You can't help me, help me. The only person that can help you is Jesus Christ himself. Lord, help me, Jesus. Listen, that's not even in my notes, but I know on today that God needs somebody to be heard. God needs somebody to be heard. God wants to let you know that I hear your heart, that I see your tears. I he's, God wants you to know he's witnessing your tears. Lord, help me, Jesus. Listen, y'all go listen 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 y'all may never understand the power of the lord but if you don't understand the power of the lord it's only because you don't believe in him you can't partially believe in the lord You can't partially believe in the word. You can't partially be in His will. You can't be on one side of the fence on the other side of the fence too. You can't be unstable. You can't be double-minded. You either going to trust or you're not. You either going to do or you're not. You either going to say yes or you're going to say no. You can't be hot or cold. You got. You can't be. You got. I'm sorry. You can't be lukewarm. You either going to be hot or you're going to be cold. You cannot be partial. Why? Because our Father is not partial. He does not He does not respect the person. He helps the sinner man just as well as he, he helps the righteous man. He helps the believer just as well as he helps the unbeliever. Why? Because he reigns on the just and the unjust. The sun rises on the good and on the evil. He knows. But we're refusing. To accept responsibility, we're refusing to look at ourselves, and we think because we're righteous. We think because we're Christians. We think because we're an apostle. We think because we're a bishop. We think because we are an evangelist. We think because we are a woman of God. We think because we are a man of God. We think because we are living the life. We think that we are holy. We think that we are living that uh, that holy lifestyle. That's what we think. So we don't see no wrong in nothing that we say, nothing that we do. We see no wrong in it. We'll preach a word in sin. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We will preach a word in sin. We will lay hands with malice in our heart. Yeah, and I say we because we is in this thing together. And we shall reap if we faint not. But what you're going to have to understand is you're going to reap everything that you sow. And you think that you're not going to reap what you sow because you're righteous, the devil is a lie. Because if the sun rises on the good and the evil, if Jesus reigns on the just and the unjust, trust me when I say, you may not get a hard spanking like the sinner man, but you will still get a spanking because you are the righteous man and you know better. And when you know better, you do better. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Listen, oh Lord. All right, this is this is this is where I'm going. Let me let me get to my message. I I I I I'm about to head to a a, a gospel fest, and I'm so excited about it. So I don't want to I don't want to spend too much right here so I, I need y'all to tune in and let me tell you something um i i have just my soul just been blessed because at the end of the day you know i have been asking god okay god am i not in where you need me to be is my labor in vain is is, is what is it because those who i've been counseling those who i've been given you know they they're, they're they're here and they're there they're everywhere but they're not applying it what is it that I'm doing that I'm, that that I, what, what am I missing? What am I not saying? Lord God, because I know that I'm praying and I know that I'm seeking you and I know that I'm in the Word and I know that I know that I know and God let me know on this one even about you. And I know that to be true. But sometimes you got to understand what, what God means when he says it's not about you. You have to understand what that means. Because listen, people will make you feel like that, Your testimony means nothing or uh, what you've gone through and you begin to share it means nothing. But when God said it's it's not about you, what God is saying, no, you give what you give and you do what you do. But in in the end, in reality, they still got to come back this way because see, when they're rejecting you, they're rejecting me. That's what God is meaning. That's what God is saying when he is saying, it's not about you. Because when you're giving it, you're giving it from me. And so they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. You're rejecting God when the word is given. That makes you an unbeliever. That makes you a heathen. That makes you a Pharisee. That makes you a Sadducee. And you may not believe it, but if you are in your word, you will know that I'm speaking the word of God. I'm speaking the truth in Jesus' name. People look at me and say, oh, you think you're so perfect. And you think you think you and your husband over there living your best life. We are. <laughs> we are. We're perfect in God. Our character is perfect in God. Our integrity is perfect in God, the word of God that's in us is because of God. We've gone through the battles. We've gone through wars. We've gone through so much. But it's the word of God that holds us. It's the word of God that keeps us. It's the word of God that brings us together in unity to let each other know, baby, I know that you're not perfect. And baby, you know that I'm not perfect, but we are perfect in God and God holds us. He leads us. He covers us and he'll direct us in in everything that we do. Why? Because we make it about God and we no longer make it about ourselves and no we're pastors who are not in the club and no we're pastors who are not cussing behind closed doors and no we're not those pastors that are smoking and drinking and cussing and fussing and carrying on behind closed doors the way you see us in light is the way we are in the dark period We choose to live a holy lifestyle. We choose to live the way God has called us to live. It's a lifestyle. So yes, so yes, I will no longer apologize for giving you scripture. I will no longer apologize for giving you the word of God. I will no longer apologize for giving you truth. But what I will not do no longer is entertain the enemy with you. I will no longer entertain Satan with you. I will no longer get on this bandwagon with you when I know that you're going in the wrong direction. And when that woman of God spoke to me on this morning, she said it, she said it. God will hear your prayer, but your heart can't be full of malice. Your heart can be full of junk. Your heart can be full of stuff that you're doing that they're doing. You cannot live and do what the sinners are doing when you say that you are righteous, when you say that you are a Christian, when you say that you are living a holy lifestyle. You cannot do what they do. You cannot act the way they act because that's how they choose to act. You got to leave God without an excuse. Oh, it hurts. Yes, it does. It hurts. It's horrible. It's unbearable. It is. Lord have mercy. I don't I, I, I don't know. And 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 but I, I don't know. But what I do know is I'm right under the umbrella of the Lord Jesus Christ on this morning, and He is raining on me. And I'm going to continue to allow the Lord Jesus Christ to rain on me, why? Because many are called, but few are chosen. And I don't wanna be part of the many. I wanna be that few. I don't wanna be part of the crowd. I wanna be part of the the, the outside. Listen, Lord have mercy. The Lord spoke to me on the other day and said, you can't worry about those squares. Go back to your circle. You, you, You can no longer be a square go back to the circle. And a lot of times you'll hear people say that that, that's a click. That's a click. or that's that little circle. And we get so caught up with the naysayers. We'll come out of that circle and go right into a square. (laughs) We'll come out of that circle and go right into a square with the squares. What do I mean by that? I can't be fooling around with traditions and religion. Period. I'm trying to build relationship to get them to, to get them connected with the relationship of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, i didn't come to, to 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 uh to destroy the law. Jesus said, I came to fulfill the law and the prophet. Yes, there are some things we can't do that is certain some uh ceremonial like like killing lambs and killing doves and, and killing the bullocks and, and 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 putting them on the, the uh, making a fire and and, and, and then rolling it in and then and then dishing it all out jesus christ is your altar when you decide to touch the hymn of his garment when you decide to pick up the cross and follow jesus you won't worry about what man is doing behind you You'll follow Jesus in front of you. But y'all trying to get in front of God. Y'all want God to follow you. God ain't following unrighteousness. God ain't following the sinner. The sinner man is supposed to follow Jesus. Listen, Lord have mercy. So here's the here's the heart. Here's, here's the heart. Here's the bone. Here's the meat of this. Right here. Here's the bone and here's the meat of it. So i had a conversation with my daughter on the other day and of course she was telling me she went to the club on the other night with some friends of hers and in the club she saw the pastor whom she was going to, to going to this church yeah let me let me pause right there let me let me now i'm a pause now let me retract the statement she was at the club with her friends and she saw a pastor in the club who she was visiting, the church she was going to. Uh, yeah, that that that's what. And she began to talk to me about it. Now she had already we had we had already had this discussion, and she listen the words that was coming out of her mouth. <laughs> the words that was coming out of her mouth. She was encouraging herself without even realizing she was encouraging herself. But I but every word she was saying, I was writing it down jotting it down but she said one thing that stuck out to me that made plenty sense you can't help me help me you can't help me help me because you out here doing the same thing that i am doing that you're telling me that i need to come out of those were her words she said i know that i'm a sinner She said, I know that I'm a sinner, but to see a pastor in the club with me, you can not help me, help me. You sucking me in. That's what she said. They, 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 people are sucking me in and you're supposed to be bringing me out. Those were her words, quote for quote. You're supposed to be bringing me in. No, she said, you're supposed to be bringing me out, but you're sucking me in. So I begin to pray and I begin to seek the Lord because I want my children saved. I I want them to be able to go go into the house of God and receive a true, genuine word that will bring conviction that when she goes outside of that house, that even if she's in the club, She'll see not a Christian, not a pastor, not a bishop, an apostle, a prophetess. They they drinking and clubbing with her, a sinner. But it's the pastors, the evangelists, the, the fivefold ministry that are partially saved. It's the truth. But nobody wants to talk about that. So what happens is. We women that may be single are in the club and we marry these men that we meet in the club and we think that it's God. And in reality, it is God. (laughs) In reality, it is God. Why? Because he created the clubs. (laughs) He gave somebody wisdom to build it. He gave somebody wisdom to build the club. i done lost some of y'all right there. Well, that don't make any sense. Make it make sense. Everything God created in this world was created for good. And it was man who turned it around and made it for bad. We're the church. We are the church. The body of believers. The body of Christ we're the church i know some of y'all like what in the world this ain't making no sense you can't make it make sense when it's the lord because in reality listen the scripture says that um he compete he uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise so what does that mean Why the world thinks they're making something for them it's the righteous is supposed to turn it around and make it for the Lord and give him glory for it. Give him credit for what he has done. So the club is a place where the enemy goes and hangs at. So pastors, the Five-Fold Ministry, go ahead and walk up into the club and save some souls. How about that? How about going into the club to save soul? And I hear the spirit. But how do you know that that pastor wasn't there saving soul? Because when my daughter said, oh, this is your wife, he says, no, we're, that's not my wife. I'm not married. But you can look me up on Instagram and we can become friends. Yeah, okay. I don't care how y'all justify it. I don't care how you try to turn it. You don't belong hanging and dancing and drinking and, and fellowshipping in the club. And you're a pastor. That is not where you are to dwell. That is not the sanctuary. But you can make it a sanctuary if you're gonna bring the word of God, if you're gonna save some souls, if you're gonna get on and grab that microphone and preach Jesus and heaven and hell. And of course, they'll probably put you out. I'm sure you're gonna upset somebody. But for Christ's sake, what are the sacrifices are you willing to make to save a soul? listen 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 scripture let me go to the word let me go to the word because um i, I want to get y'all to understand um uh the righteous think they are healed let me put that on my screen I, I need y'all to see that the righteous think they are healed but sinners know they are a sinner but it's the righteous who turn around and say that's not what I do. That's not what I'm saying. That's not who I am, but you are. But you are at the end of the day, but you are, especially if you are standing in the pulpit on Sunday, but you're in the club on Friday and Saturday. And then when you wanna use that atmosphere, then come and bring a word. Who are you leading? Who are you leading? who are you leading? So yeah, so when I stood with so, she, so my daughter, my youngest daughter said to me, you can help me, help me. When she's looking at you to bring a word, when she's looking at you to bring deliverance, when she's looking at you to bring her out of captivity, when she's looking at you to bring her to a place in God, but then she goes to the club and sees you there. And here I, oh Lord, help me, Jesus. And I hear it in the spirit. Oh, y'all so judgmental. Oh, y'all coming down. Y'all just come down on everybody. We can't just be free. We can't just do this. Yeah. Then when you, then when the pastors are sitting with the folk in the congregation, and they're married. Or they're not married. And I'm not talking about men. I'm talking about women pastors too. Because women pastors, y'all then listen, women pastors do the same thing the men pastors doing. Except just get married. If you wanna have sex, just get married. And then let it be known in the marriage. Uh we just married because I just want to have sex. I mean, just let's, let's keep it real. Let's just be honest with it. Let's just keep it all the way loud. Let's just be real with it. I really don't love you, but I I, I don't wanna I don't wanna keep. I'm fornicating because I don't want to keep going against God's word. When I'm preaching the message to the people, I bet you're not supposed to be fornicating, but here me and you are laid up in the late in the middle of hour, and we're having relations, and this is what we're doing, and then I'm going in the pulpit, and then I'm preaching the word. I'm laying hands. I'm prophesying. And what y'all don't understand is the fact that God's word is not to be mocked. But it's the people's faith that are still receiving salvation and deliverance, not because of your gift, not because of your, not because you're the righteous. It's because of their faith and what they've been praying. So they are putting confidence in the word. They're receiving it because of their faith and their belief, and they're tired of where they are at. You have nothing to do with that, <laughs> especially when you're preaching the true, unadulterated word of god this is not this is not about you this is for this this is so that god would get the glory out of the people's story that's why the scripture tells us that it's the righteous man that's going to scarcely get in by the tip of their tongue by the skin of their teeth they're going to barely make it in but why not just make it in wholeheartedly, without worrying about am I going to make it in today? Listen, Matthew chapter nineteen. Let me give y'all this scripture because I'm 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 there. Listen, let me let me say this. Lord have mercy, help me, Jesus. Let me say this. So I was having a conversation with somebody, and I and I said to them, "What happens when it hits your house? What happens?" When you teach your children everything that they need, everything that they're supposed to know, everything about God, and they become of age. And now they begin to see the world for what it really is. And then all of a sudden, sin knocks on your door. Malice knocks on your door. Hatred knocks on your door. Homosexuality knocks on your door. Addictions knocks on your door. And when you open up that door and it hits you differently because you're preaching the word of God, you're giving the word of God, you're living that whole lifestyle. You are right there where God has called you to be. And then all of a sudden adversity knocks on your door. And when you open up that door and adversity walks in and it drop kicks you, it gut punches you, it sucker punches you, it catches you off guard. It does hit differently when you're living with it. It does hit differently when it's in your children, your finances, your marriage, your house, What do you do when it hits different? Because the righteous think they are healed, but sinners know they are a sinner. The righteous, you need to ask yourself, am I partially saved? Or am I really living 100% of how I'm supposed to live according to the word of God, according to jesus christ's standards a biblical foundation ask yourselves: why isn't my help came on why why hasn't my help came why am i still in this place why am i still here why is this thing still in my house why am i still connected to that those are the questions that you need to be asking. Because when you wanna be made whole, you can be made whole in one hour. Things can be changed immediately, but how are you making those changes when you're doing what they're doing? You're the leader in the center man house and you still saying you're the righteous, you're partial you're partial you are partial period if you listen people say people say well peter was a cusser okay but peter cussed a couple of times in the word of god it only showing him cussed once it only showed him cursing one time Peter was a cutter, but only showed him cutting a man's ear off one time. Even though Peter said, Lord, I'll follow you. You ain't got to worry about it. I got your back. And Jesus had to say, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter kept saying, nah, dude, I got you. And when he denied Jesus three times, what happened? The cock crowed when he cursed jesus when he cussed when he denied does that mean that he's not righteous nope it does not mean that he he's not righteous it does not mean that he couldn't become an apostle it does not mean that he could not become one of jesus disciples what that mean is peter had to recognize He's human and he's going to make mistakes. And Jesus is trying to let us recognize that we're going to make mistakes, but we repent and ask for forgiveness. Judas hung himself because of guilt, shame, and embarrassment. And he's set up under the same teachings as Peter. Thomas doubted that Jesus had risen. And Thomas said, <laughs> until I see it, then I will believe it. But that didn't stop Jesus from calling him. That didn't stop Jesus for, from him choosing him. Because Jesus knows that we are humans, But he gives us an opportunity to repent, to be restored. Restoration leads to salvation. Oh, y'all listen. Y'all listen. It, at the end of the day, if you say that you are the righteous, you say that you're so holier than thou, you are to help restore those who have fallen by the wayside. Now, because I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm going to be real with you, and I know some of you may believe it and some of you may not believe it, but that's all right with me, because at the end of the day, if I was living in Houston and my daughter came and said, hey, um, the, who they saw in the club, I'm going to go to that church. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm gonna go and after service, me and that pastor are gonna have a conversation because I'm gonna let him know my daughter is a sinner. She's trying to come and, and, and to receive true salvation, to be all the way whole, all the way to get back to a place where she once was, but she saw you in the club. See what's happening is we're not calling them out. We're justifying it. We're making excuses for them. We're covering it up. We're saying, well, that ain't none of my business. That ain't got nothing to do with me. But the other people are dying. The people who truly wanna be saved, who is tired, who just wants to go to some form of fellowship that, that, that they can at least try to get themselves together. But in reality, even pastors, apostles, bishops evangelists prophets prophetesses they're human and they're going to make a mistake they're going to fall short but who will let them know i'm gonna pray with you till we get through this we're, we're gonna pray this thing let's fasten and pray let's we're supposed to be helpers for helpers one to another we're supposed to be helping one another we're supposed to be letting them know, okay, you falling short, okay, that's fine. Listen, come on, let's get say Let's find out what the problem is. What is the root? Is it frustration? Are you are you battling in your marriage? You know, what, 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 what is it? I don't know what it is, but God knows. So listen, Matthew chapter 13. I, I need y'all to go and I need y'all to read this for yourself. Matthew chapter 13. Listen, y'all pray for me. Pray for me. We got to stop pacifying these people who say that God called them into ministry. We've got to stop sugarcoating the word. We have to stop doing that. If they don't want to hear you, dust your feet and take a walk move to the next but bring your peace with you don't allow what they got going on to frustrate you don't allow what they got going on to to, to to tear you from what you know the word of god says don't even entertain it because it's causing you to be hurt you're gonna lose some friend listen you're gonna lose some friends you're gonna lose some family members you're gonna lose some people why because they don't want to hear the truth truth is hard truth is a hard pill to swallow It is, but get your cry out, get your mad out, get your frustration out, dust yourself off, get up and and try it the next day. Repent, ask the Lord for forgiveness, ask for help. Ask for help. When my husband was married to me, there was really nobody for him to go and reach out to. He didn't have no mentors. He didn't have no spiritual fathers he didn't have any of that and I sure didn't have anybody telling me uh since well, how you know you're wrong Mm-mm. the people the people that I hung out with was like girl listen that ain't even you you don't even deal with stuff like that girl go on and leave him and let him stay stuck there by himself <laughs> that's the advice that I was getting I don't know about some of y'all but that's what I listen girl you could do better all by yourself you don't need him why are you still there and the person that I'm talking to, that I'm think that's helping me. When we separate, they just they, they, I guess they thought they was next in line, huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah. I guess, and that's what people people think that they next in line for your blessing. They're next in line for your miracle. They next in line for your husband. They are next in line for your wife. They next in line for what you got. The devil is a lie. You got to know the word for yourself. You need godly people, genuine people in your circle. Get out of that square now. I'm gonna put it. Get out of that square because they are squares. Be in a circle of a group of people that will keep, that will push you to your greater. That will help you when you fall in short. That will give you true word, not pacify it, not justify it, not get on your good side because they don't want to make you mad. Well, guess what? I'm here to make you mad, period. Jesus made them Pharisees mad. Jesus made those Sadducees mad. Jesus made those religious folks mad because he was bringing the true word of God. His own people didn't want to receive him in his own country. So what did he have to do? He had to walk away. He had to walk away, Lord have mercy Jesus. You know what, I still have not given y'all this scripture. Thank you, listen, Matthew 13, Matthew 13. And I I wanna start, listen, and I'ma start at the 36th verse, 36, 36 to 46. I'ma walk this thing through. Y'all bear with me. Listen, if this is not for you, scroll on through. If this is not for you, scroll on through. If you're not looking for no help, scroll on through. If you're not looking for no truth, scroll on through. You don't want nobody to help you, scroll on through. It's time out. I'm not going to let you stay stuck on stupid. I'm not going to let you stay stuck in captivity. I got nothing but the. I got nothing but love. Listen, what's that, what, what's that song? I got nothing but love for you, baby. I got nothing but love for you. Listen, I got nothing but love. And who is love? Jesus Christ. That's what I have for you, Jesus himself. I, I can't pacify you. I can no longer just smooth that over. Get in the word of God and get yourselves together. It doesn't whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in your finances, whether it's in your children, whether whatever, whatever is in your house. Get your house in order, Hezekiah. Get your house in order, Hezekiah. Get your house in order, Hezekiah. There's a sickness that's coming upon your land. There's a sickness that's coming upon your house. There's a sickness that's coming upon your marriage, your children. There is a sickness in the land. Get your house in order. So that no matter what hits your house, you're able to stand guard. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against those principalities, the rulers and the darkness of this world. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Stop laying down, stop, oh Lord have mercy. Stop running away with a double, listen, stop running away with your tail between your legs. Take a stand, fight that giant with everything that you have, David. All that giant is doing is talking smack. All that giant is doing is is, is trying to intimidate you. David had five smooth stones. It only took one to knock that giant down. Then David was able to get up on that giant, take the giant sword and cut that head off. Stop allowing these giants to take you out. Stop allowing these giants to rule your house. Stop allowing these giants to take over your children. And start speaking life. Start speaking what it is and not what is not gonna be. What you not gonna do is this. What you not gonna do is that. No, take a stand, fight. Let them know. I got my armor on. I'm coming for your whole throat. I'm about to cut your head off, snake. I'm about to cut your head off, demon. I'm about to take you out, giant. Lord have mercy. I don't even understand what's happening right now but all i know is you righteous folks stop thinking you oh so perfect and you got this thing together and you need help you need help if i'm going through and you going through who gonna help me help me who gonna help me help me listen let me read this thing Matthew 13, starting at the 36th verse, it says, then Jesus sent the multitude away. <laughs> Listen, Lord, help me, Jesus. Listen, out of her, some people say, Jesus don't walk away. Jesus don't send anybody off. Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples Came unto him saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. I need y'all to hear this and I need y'all to get it. And listen, y'all need to share this to your page, share this to your friends, share it to your family members because it's about the tares in the field. Who is in your field that Jesus needs to tear away? Lord, help me, Jesus. Who is in your field? That the Lord need to tear away who is in your field, that Jesus need to tear away. Jesus answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. He that sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. Why is it y'all don't want the good seed? <laughs> Why is it Y'all don't want the good seed. Okay. 38 said, the field is the world. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. I need y'all, I need y'all to catch this. I'm getting hot. I'm getting hot. Listen, I'm getting hot. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm getting hot. I'm getting hot. I'm getting hot. Listen, 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 listen. Lord, help me, Jesus. Listen, listen. Hey, hey, hey. listen y'all listen the enemy that sold them is the devil who sold lord listen who sold the good seed i i I said you can listen 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 let me say that again he that sowed the good seed is the son is the son of man the field is the world the good seed are the children of the kingdom But the tares are the children of the wicked one. So the field is the world. The good seed is the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are the angels. I need y'all to catch this. As therefore the tares are gathered and burnt in the fire so shall it be in the end of this world. The son of man shall send forth his angels and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, them which do iniquity. Listen, 42 says, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing, and gnashing of teeth then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father who have ears to hear let him hear those who have an ear to hear let them hear listen 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 44 says jesus says again the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking godly pearls, who, when he had found me, Found one pearl of great price. Went and sold all that he had and bought it. We have value, right? We have value. Listen, listen, Lord, Lord, listen, listen, Lord, have mercy, listen, listen. Now, listen. Now here's, now here's, now here's what, here's what you have to understand. Let me, let me get there. Hold on. Um hold on, hold on, y'all, hold on. Now, Mark Two. Now, Mark Two. Now, Mark Two. two. I I need y'all to write that. Mark two. Now, now here now listen. Mark two. 13 through 17 there now listen to this listen now Mark 2 Jesus now we talk, Jesus sends the multitude away Jesus separates the wheat from the tear right okay so y- y'all got that listen 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 Mark 2 Mark 2 13. Now, listen. March, uh, March two, thirteen. 13. Okay, here we go. Listen to this. And when he went forth again by the seaside. Oh, you know what? No, 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 no. I want to read this to y'all in the NLT. In the NLT, in the NLT. Listen. Mark chapter 2. Because I, I want y'all to get this. Mark chapter 2, 13. And I, I want y'all to get this in the NLT. This is Mark chapter 2, 13, the New Living Translation. Listen. Then Jesus went out to the lake shore again and taught the crowds that were coming to him. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at his tax collector's booth. Jesus said, Follow me and be my disciple. Jesus said to him, So Levi got up and followed him. Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. There were many people of this kind among Jesus followers. It's in quotations, there were many people of this kind among the people following Jesus, but when the teachers of religious law who were Pharisees saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners. So Jesus wasn't just sitting with tax collectors and and others of that kind, but it said that Jesus was sitting with the tax collectors and other sinners. So other sinners, let's say other sinners, strippers, bartenders, homosexual, um, gossipers, people who sow division, hatred in their heart, issue in their, issue of blood, um, blind, lame, dumb, um, full of demons, um, uh, who else, let's see, bad husbands, bad wives, liars, um, sinners, from, uh, sinners that sinners that you can see, and sinners of what's in the heart. So it said that he sat with tax collectors and other sinners they asked his disciples they asked now listen they didn't ask jesus oh lord have mercy let me stay focused they didn't ask they didn't ask jesus it says they asked his disciples why does why does he eat with such scum why does he eat with such scum oh so we call it center scum you know because you know that's that's what we do right we call why are you sitting with that stripper why you sitting with that whoremonger? Why you sitting with that whore? Why you sitting with that jailbird? Why you sitting with that person who's addicted to drugs? Why you sitting with that pill popper? Why you sitting with that malice? Why you sitting with those that you know that they hating people? Why are you sitting with them? Why is your leader sitting with the sinners? Why is your leaders sitting with them type of folk? But those leaders that are asking the disciples are the ones that's inside the clubhouse. Oh, come on. Those same dis- leaders that's questioning your leader about why they sitting with the sinners, they in the, they in the drug house. They in the hoop house. They in the what house. They in the who house. They in that girl house. They in that man house. They sitting up and gossiping about your house. But that house is defiled just as worse as your house. They in they yeah they in the crack house not delivering the uh, not delivering the uh crack people. They in there doing it. Oh yeah, they're in they they in they in they in the house trying to um fix that person's marriage, but they don't want to sit with the wife or the husband. Oh, come through. Oh, I know where I'm at, I know where God wants me to go, because again right here, they're not, listen, they're not coming to the leader, they're coming to the congregation, they're not coming to the leader, they're coming doing fellowship at your house, telling you all the bad things that your leader is doing, but they're doing the same thing, they're doing the same thing that you, that, that they say your leader is doing, listen, listen, they're calling your leader a scum. <laughs> They're calling your leader and those who hang out with them scum. Oh, the Pharisees, the teachers of religion. The teachers of religious of the law. See, everybody was talking about the law, but nobody's coming out of the law. Oh, y'all need to catch that later, but you'll catch it. Listen, 17. When Jesus heard this, he told them. The disciples didn't even have to say a word because in spirit, jesus heard them and you know what my husband are we leaders and sometimes we hear it in spirit what people are saying behind closed doors you say subliminally uh, subliminal messages on social media we know what you're talking about and it's not the oh where well, if you get offended that must be you in it no that means you had a conversation with somebody and instead of you asking us what it is you're going to everybody else asking them and they can't tell you nothing about nothing, listen, again, the righteous think they are healed, but sinners know they are a sinner, they know that they're tax collectors, they know people call them scum, they know, that, listen, the whore knows what she's being talked about, the drug addict know when they're being talked about. That's why they said, you can call me a drug addict. You can call me a stripper. You can call me whatever, but I keep it 100. I keep it real. I'm not I'm not a hypocrite like your leader is. When I see your leader doing the same thing I'm doing, yeah, your leader may be tapping that, but so am I. Oh, come through. Y'all don't want to hear, see, y'all don't want to hear a message like this. And although, high mercy, the marriages, yeah, we talk bad about our husband, but what is the wife doing? Talking crazy and on the phone with somebody else because that husband ain't doing what he need to do. Oh, the wife all oh, come through. We're just as bad as the man is. That's the truth. That's reality. Oh, listen, Jesus heard this. He told them healthy people don't need a doctor. The righteous think they are healed. The righteous think they don't need a doctor. The righteous think they find just the way that they are. Why? Because they repent every night and asking for forgiveness, but they need to go back and read Romans chapter one. He'll turn you over to a rubbery mind. He'll turn you over to the things that you love the most. Yeah. You'll be so double-minded. You don't know if you're coming or going. You think you think God is dealing with you with one area, but you're trying to hide up and cover up another area. But Jesus sees it and he knows it. Listen, Jesus said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. And you got to recognize you're sick in order to go to the doctor. Jesus says, I have come to call not those who think they are righteous but those who know they are a sinner. Lord, help me, Jesus. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah, I done sweated my my. I Listen, I, I'm going to have to be refreshing up, but y'all don't understand how God gave me this message because I, I'm i in a place to where I'm seeing all of this stuff. I'm warring in my spirit. I am losing sleep. The woman of God said, you are losing sleep. Because you warn for the people. I am. I am one. Listen, you have to understand that the, weapon of our, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. The weapons of our warfare is not carnal. I'm reading my notes. If you choose to marry someone that's partially saved, then get ready to war if you choose to go to a ministry that is partially saved then get ready to war this is why sinners can't get saved and the christians are partially saved because the righteous think they are healed they think they don't need a doctor you're sick when are you going to realize you have a sickness sickness is just not i can't move my hands or I'm not able to walk, but you can have sickness of the mind, sickness in your heart. What is the sickness? Lord have mercy. What is the sickness of your heart? Malice, hatred, unforgiveness, resentment, bitterness, anger, discord, division. That's the sickness of your heart. The sickness of your mind, unstable, double-minded. Can't think straight. Depression. Oppression. What is the sickness in your body? Blindness. Can't hear. Can't speak. Can't move. Don't know where to go. There is all types, all forms of sickness in the body. You got to ask the Lord, Jesus, show me my sickness. Jesus, show me my sickness. Jesus, show me my sickness. Disobedience is a sickness. Wickedness is a sickness. Ungodly behavior is a sickness. Not being submissive to your husband is a sickness. Not loving your wife as as Christ loved the church is a sickness. not being respectful is a sickness. Everything that is unrighteous is a sickness. And Jesus is telling us to get our heart right, to get our mind right. Stop thinking that you don't have a sickness. Stop thinking you're not making any mistakes. Stop thinking that you're not wrong. Stop thinking that everything come out of your mouth is right when you're wrong. Having a spirit of I know it all is a sickness. Some of you have a sickness and don't even realize you need to be healed because you have a spirit of religion. You have a spirit of tradition. You have a spirit of malice, hatred. What's in your heart? Jesus can't look on sin. Jesus can't be in sin. I listen, I'm I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm I'm going to pray. Good morning, Latronda. Good morning, Melinda. Good morning, Dennis. Good good morning to those who I I haven't said good morning to. Please forgive me. Good morning, Dion. Listen, what you have to understand is we're not perfect. And I'm going to keep saying that. Somebody say, well, stop using it as an excuse. It's not an excuse. We're not perfect, we are flesh. We are human beings. Jesus said, our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. That's why you should pray every day. That's why you need to be in your word every day. And not just reading it for them, not just fasting for them, not just learning for them, but for you. Stop thinking you don't need the word. Stop thinking you don't need truth. Stop thinking that you are so perfect. You're not. The only perfect person is Jesus Christ and God the Father, period. When He says to be perfect, for your Father in heaven is perfect, perfect. He's talking about character, character, character. Okay, and it's the righteous who thinks <laughs> they have arrived. When you're lying, you listen. You are a righteous liar. That means you're partial. You you have a righteous malice. That means you're partial. Be angry and sin not. We can be angry. We can be frustrated. We can be in our feelings. But I will no longer devalue who I am. I will no longer devalue myself because of you. I'm I'm not a a person who pacifies. I I don't. I do not. And I'm not finna start. You're wrong. Period. That's not good. Period. God doesn't bring destruction, but he brings warning that destruction is coming. There is a difference. When Hezekiah fell sick and the prophet came and said, you're going to die. Get your house in order. Hezekiah began to pray. He faced the wall and prayed to God. Lord, look on the good that I have done. Before the prophet got out of the house, the Lord said, go back. And tell him he shall not die, but live. He shall not die, but live. You have to ask yourself, what do you want to live? Good morning, Johanna. What is it that you need God to bring back alive so that you can live? Because it's those dead things or it's those dead people that we're connected to that we may feel like, we're not going to live because they're not they're not living you got to keep living whether they choose to live or not this thing is about you and god and where you are in him so lord god i thank you on this morning and i thank you for the word of god that came through Lord God, I ask you to look on all of those who watch privately and all of those who watch publicly. Lord God, I pray that I said something that would encourage their heart. Lord God, I thank you even right now, Lord God, for those who are struggling in their flesh, for those who are struggling to stay afloat. For those who are struggling in their marriage, for those who are struggling in their minds, for those who are struggling with their children, for those who are struggling with their parents, for those who are struggling on their job. God, I ask you right now, Lord God, that you will allow them to, to get into the word, that they that you will give them a strength to fast and to pray. Lord God, that you will cover them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord God. Lord God, I ask that you will continue to look on me, Lord God, and continue to allow. Allow me to bring the word of God with power and demonstration. Thank you, Jesus, that I will no longer worry if they want to be my friend or not, that I will no longer worry if they want to connect to me or not, that I will no longer worry about being in their square when I need to stay in my circle. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, I know where you have placed me and I know where you are taking me. So, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, for your word. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for deliverance. I thank you for freeing me, Lord God. But, God, I thank you that even when I sit with those who don't know, even when I sit with those who need a word, that I will give it to them, Lord God, and they will receive it in Jesus' name, Lord God, because they will realize that they have a sickness. They will realize that they are blind, and they need to see. They will realize that they are deaf, and they need to hear. They will realize that they are in their bed of affliction, and they need to pick up their bed and follow you, Lord God. They will realize that they have an issue, Lord God, and that they need to touch the hem of your your garment, Lord God. They will realize that they are sick, Lord God, and they need to pick up their bed of affliction, Lord God. They will no longer keep sitting on the side of the the, the pool of Bethesda, Lord God. And they will get in, Lord God, when the waters begin to trouble, Lord God. Lord God, they will know that when it hits their house, Lord God, that they will open up their door, Lord God, and allow you to come in and sit with them, Lord God, and that you will heal them, and you will deliver them, and you will Free them, Lord God, from the captivity of their minds, Lord God, from the captivity in their homes, Lord God. And then, Lord God, you will bring deliverance, Lord God. God, you will allow them to know that they are sick and they need to be saved. And they will begin to say, What must I do to be saved? What must I do to be free? What must I do to be delivered? And their whole household and anything that or anybody that's connected to them will live and not die. God, I will seek it. Thank you, Jesus. So, Lord God, I thank you on today, Lord God, for waking me up, Lord God, closing my right mind with the activities of my limbs, Lord God. And, Lord God, I speak life to the people that are watching, Lord God, and that you will hear every prayer, Lord God, and you will touch their heart, Lord God, creating them a clean heart and renew the right spirit within them, Lord God. Let them know they can't entertain Satan. Let them know they can't entertain the enemy. Let them know they can't entertain anything that is unrighteous, lord god in the mighty name of jesus lord god because naturally we've been taught if you keep playing with fire you're going to be burnt lord god if we continue to touch the stove eventually we'll realize it's hot lord god so just like the three Hebrew boys lord god they said it in their words lord god they said it out of their mouth if god don't deliver us he still won't deliver us into your hands oh my god So if God, if you are for us, who can be against us in the mighty name of Jesus? Because you called us that we're more than conquerors, that we already have the victory. And we just have to recognize and realize that we're already safe in your arms, Lord God, because you are Jehovah Nisi. You are Jehovah Jehovah, Rapha. You are, Lord God. You are the great I am, Lord God. You are the first and the last of the beginning and the end you are lord god the lily in the valley you're our safe place you're our refuge you're our banner lord god you're our whatever we need you to be late in the midnight hour lord god So, God, touch every marriage on today, Lord God. Touch every person's finances on today, Lord God. Lord God, heal the children. Heal parents, Lord God. And, God, I ask you, dry up every malice spirit, that you dry up every hatred spirit, that you dry up that negative spirit in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. And you will heal the hearts of your people. Yes, we've made mistakes, Lord God, but you are able to forgive us of our mistakes, Lord God. So, help us to forgive ourselves for things that we've said, for things that we have done, Lord God, so that restoration can bring salvation, so that conviction can bring correction in the mighty name of Jesus. So God, I thank you on, to, on today, and I and I bless your name on this morning, Lord God, that you will look on my cousin Lenee, Lord God, and you will touch her mind and her spirit, Lord God. You will touch her heart, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. You will continue to cover her house, and that you will continue to cover her and her children, Lord God, and that you will let her know that she is loved, Lord God, and she has worth, Lord God, and she has value, Lord God. So God, I thank you right now, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. You will look on Melinda, Lord God, and you will touch her and her spouse right now, Lord God. You will touch their her and her spouse right now, Lord God. You will touch her and her spouse right now, Lord God, and you will continue to bring them together, Lord God. You will continue to allow them to walk together in unity, Lord God, that you will continue to bring them on one accord, Lord God, that he will continue to love her more today than yesterday, Lord God, that she will continue to love him more today than yesterday, Lord God, that you will give them the desires of their hearts for one another, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, that they will begin to start loving and doing and expecting things from one another, Lord God, In in the season of wantness, in the seasons of happiness, in the season, Lord God, that you've called them into, Lord God. They'll start seeding into one another, Lord God. They'll start loving on one another, Lord God. Things that she has prayed for, Lord God, they will come to pass, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, your word tells us in Philippians 4:19, but my God shall supply my every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, Lord God. So we thank you right now. So strengthen Melinda's mind, strengthen her walk, Lord God, strengthen her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord God, so that she may go another mile, Lord God. She may go farther than where she is right now, Lord God in the mighty name of jesus and we thank you for it lord god and we bless your name we glorify you god i love you on today god and i thank you for cleaning me out i thank you for cleansing me lord god i thank you for purifying my heart lord god i thank you for imputing the word of god into my heart i thank you lord god for saving me i thank you for sanctifying me and setting me apart lord god i thank you for allowing your light to shine through me so that others can come out of darkness Lord God, I thank you, Lord God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable unto thy side, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God, in the mighty name of Jesus, and Lord God, I thank you, and I love you continue to look on me and my husband, Lord God, that you will continue to cover us in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord God, we thank you for the word that we heard on this morning, Lord God, that our labor is not in vain, Lord God, and that we'll continue to stay on this path that you have called us to, Lord God, and we will continue to move mightily together, Lord God, and we will help build and not tear down, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. So God, we thank you and we love and we bless your name. Continue to guard our hearts. Because out of it flows the issues of life, Lord God, that we won't walk in flesh, but we'll walk in your spirit, Lord God, because it's your spirit that dwells in us, Lord God, and your spirit cannot dwell in an unclean temple, Lord God. So we thank you for cleansing and cleaning out our temple, Lord God. We thank you for restoration and healing and deliverance, Lord God, and we thank you, God, for your spirit on today. We thank you, Lord God, for the lamb. God, we thank you, Jesus for interceding on our behalf. So, God, we thank you, we bless you, we glorify your name. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, we thank you, we bless you, we glorify you. In Jesus' name, I pray, we pray, and we all say amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Bless you, bless you, bless you. amen i love you too prophetess jenny i love you too and thank you and bless you that's right we must stand for christ we must stand for him we must continue to do the work for kingdom's sake for god's sake for jesus sake all right god bless you all get up go into the house of the lord on today And bless the Lord and hear what he would have to say to you all on today. If it's God's will, I'll be back on here next Sunday at 8.30 for Sunday morning message. Remember, the righteous think they are healed, but sinners know they are a sinner. Stop saying that you are not sick because you can't help me help me when I need the help concerning me. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Know that I love you. And God loves you more. And God bless you too, Melinda. God bless you as well, woman of God. Hold on just a little while longer. Hold on just a little while longer. Help is on the way. Amen. Amen.